0: Hello and welcome to Baldy's Breakdowns, the draft show. Today, we're going to talk about tight ends. You know that position that Travis Kelsey played? Remember when Travis Kelsey was drafted? Number 63 overall, the third round. Maybe the best tight end the NFL's ever seen. Don't have to be at the top of the draft sometimes. George Kittle was a fifth-round pick at Iowa in San Francisco, and they've been battling back and forth for tight end supremacy. But we're in this class, and I've got... I got all the tools. I mean, i got my draft book. I got my whiteboards. We're in Baldy's War Room. And there's no better place. I got my screens up here. I got every college game out there studying these guys. And I got to just give you some background to the tight end class. Because in mid-January, I announced the Hula Bowl down in Orlando, Florida this year. I remember just asking, even before I got there, we're in the middle of the NFL playoffs in mid-January. And I'm just concentrating on you know, what are the Eagles going to do that week? And can the Giants win a game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting ready for the Hula Bowl. So I called some of my friends up, you know, that are scouts and, you know, really follow this stuff closely all year long. And I said, what position are we looking at that could be, you know, that could really kind of solidify what this 2023 draft is all about? And doggone it, they said, this is a great draft for tight ends. And in that Hula Bowl game, Mike Ezeke from – uh, UCLA caught a touchdown pass, great route, great catch. And it, and I've been on it since then. And I did some senior bowl shows for the NFL Network and everybody, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. And every they've just been championing this tight end class. And once I started watching it and studying it, there's a reason why this class is thought to be one of the best, maybe the best we've seen in the last 10 years. So with that backdrop, let's get into it. Because it's an exciting class, because it's got every kind that you, every type of tight end that you want. And it starts, to me, with Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Um, you know, the guy caught 175 passes for Utah. I mean, Utah has been to the Rose Bowl. They've been an elite program in the Pac-12. All right, they've gone up against the, the, the country's best the last few years. And Dalton Kincaid has been that flex tight end that every team seems to want to have as a part of their offense, the way Travis Kelsey, and I'm not comparing him to Travis. There's only one killer, Trav. But, you know, he's that flex tight end, but he's got size. He's over 6'4", he's 245 pounds. And when you watch him run routes, man, he's smooth. He's smooth the way he runs. He's smooth the way he comes out of his breaks. He's smooth the way he goes up and gets the ball. Like, you know, if, if you think, okay, Mark Andrews was that guy at Oklahoma. And he's been that guy in Baltimore, Pro Bowl tight end, you know, red zone uh, moneymaker. Like, I believe Dalton Kincaid can be a moneymaker in this whole business uh, in a big way. Like, I can see Dalton Kincaid going as early as I got my draft, my draft report right here. I mean, I can see him going as early as 15 to Green Bay. Green Bay needs a tight end badly. They need to help out uh, Jordan Love right there. I could see him going that early in this draft. I mean, maybe to, uh, to you know, to 19, to Tampa, uh, you go through the list. Buffalo could use a tight end, a, a slot guy like that, because that's the advantage. If you're Dalton Kincaid at six four and, a half, and you're 245, 250 pounds, and you're a point-scoring machine, you don't really need a slot receiver. That's your slot. He lines up in the slot. He's your guy going back and forth in motion. If you got to put him at the end of the line of scrimmage in a wide, wide, two tight end set, you kind of have him off the ball tight end to kind of just seal with your main tight end or tackle. Um, you know, you, you can run your offense with him on the field. So I think Dalton Kincaid is an exciting prospect. And like I said, he could go as early in this draft as number 15, because if you go... Christian Watson, Romeo, Romeo, Dobbs, and Dalton Kincaid with Jordan Love, and what they have in Aaron Jones and, you know, what they have in the backfield. Like you start to kind of see, you know, how the points could be scored in green Bay as they try to kind of rebuild without Aaron Rodgers. All right. The next guy I want to talk about, and I don't think everybody has him rated number two, but I do. And that's Darnell Washington from Georgia. He's the biggest tight end in the draft. But he also ran a 4.6540 at the combine. And when you watch him run his routes, like he can run routes, he can adjust to the ball wherever it is in the air. He's got great body control, but he's almost six foot seven. He's 270 pounds. Like maybe, maybe Mercedes Lewis, who's in his 17th year in this league, maybe Mercedes Lewis comes close to the size of Darnell Washington. But when I look at Darnell, he looks bigger than Mercedes. And I met Mercedes Lewis his rookie year in Jacksonville, coming out of UCLA, and I shook his hand, and I got big mitts, like his mitts swallowed me up, and Darnell's does too. He started. He played 36 games for University of Georgia. Like when you think about tight ends, there's two types. There's your flex tight end like Travis Kelsey, like Mark Andrews, like Dalton Kincaid, and then there's your true wide tight ends, guys that are really at the line of scrimmage next to your offensive tackle. And they're there to block the strong side linebacker, the strong side defensive end. They're there to help out in the run game. And Darnell Washington, to me, looks like a third tackle that can play tight end, run routes, help you out in the passing game, but he can really help you in the run game. Like, I think he's a good blocker. He's got great size and he moves really well. You can do a lot with him. And that's why he's my number two tight end. Because of the way that he runs, his size, and his overall production. Now, Georgia, look, I mean, they're a running back factory. Wide receivers fly out of Georgia. Um, You know, they've won back-to-back national championships. They're playing 15 games a year. Uh, You can get lost in the number of targets and catches because there's just so much there, which is fine because the NFL game is totally different than the college game. But his game translates to the NFL because of the way that he can he really can block. And that leads me to the third tight end, which is Notre Dame's Michael Mayer. So Michael Mayer's got great size. You know, he's 6'5". He's 265 pounds. I mean, he's he's a, he's he's a tight end. He's got a man's body. He's got an NFL body. And, look, the guy has been highly productive the last three years at Notre Dame. The guy caught 180 catches. He had 18 touchdowns. And most of them are just what you want. You want that guy that could just play low-post basketball, you know, in the red zone, in the end zone, four first downs, put the guys you run the wide stick routes. Like, I'm not going to get too technical here on tight end routes, but you can run all those tight end routes, get them matched up on linebackers. He's going to use his big body, shield you, you know, play, put LeBron James in the post, just feed him. And I think that's what you could do with Michael Mayer. But at the same time, I watch him, the way that he blocks, you know, he's a, he's he's a good blocker. And I think he's got it with good coaching, could be a very good blocker. Um, I think he could block like Dallas Goddard. He's got a big body like Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. Um, like, I think he's a better blocker than what Dalton Schultz was, who left a free agency this year from Dallas. Um, I think Michael Mayer could very well end up in Dallas. They lost Dalton Schultz. They picked number 26 in the draft. Um, they have uh, Ferguson and Hendershot, rookies from a year ago. Both of them were very good blockers. But I think they need a good receiver at that position. Like I could I could see him not going any farther in this draft than Dallas at 26. And if that happened, you might see three tight ends taken in the first round, which I don't know. Uh all you draft nerds out there help me out. I haven't researched it, but I'm sure you guys know um when those last times that's happened, because it hadn't happened recently. But, anyways. Mike Mayer is a real he's a real prospect. Um, Notre Dame ran a real pro system, two different coaches there, got caught in the coaching change, but still his production stayed the same. Um, put on a game. You just watch him, you know, watch him against USC, watch him against, you know, some of the elite teams in the country, and you can see his production. And you can see why teams are excited about him and why I don't think there's any chance that he gets out of the first round. He doesn't get selected. Um The next tight end for me is Luke Musgrave. Um, you know, he's he's coming off a knee injury where he only played two injury, uh two seasons this year, uh two games this year. But, you know, he's got just fantastic size. You know, he's six five and a half, he's 255 pounds. I was excited, he went to the senior bowl this year, got you know, caught a couple passes at senior bowl, but he was there. You got a chance to see him coming back from the injury um a little bit. But you know, he ran up, he ran in the low four sixes, which is very good for a tight end. Um, in fact, you know, it's it's wide receiver speed in some cases. But Luke Musgrave is a guy that you really have to consider here. Um, you have to kind of overlook him in the knee injury, but there's been production, there's prototypical size. Um, and there's just there was production in 2021, which was a big part of the offense. And so look, Luke Musgrave is a guy, I think, that it looks like you know, he could be a second round pick to me. I think teams would be excited about getting him in the second round and they could get him on the field and get some production for him, you know, right away. And then my last guy in this whole process is Iowa Sam Laporta. Um, he comes from a family of athletes. Um, he's six four in a in a little bit, he's two hundred and fifty plus pounds. I remember talking to George Kittle, um, who came out of Iowa and uh You know, he just said, he goes, look, you're not getting on the field at Iowa if you can't block. And so if you look at all the guys that have come out of there, Dallas Clark and Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson and, you know, all these guys, Kittle, like they all started their careers because Iowa's a big, two tight end team. They're a run first team. And so you want to get on the field at Iowa, you better be able to block. And so you better get strong. If you came in, you know, like George did at 215 pounds, you better gain some weight, get in the weight room, learn how to block to get on the field. And then once you get on the field, like Sam did, um, you know, he caught 153 passes. I saw him, first time I saw him live was when Iowa played Michigan in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis in 2021. And I announced the game for national radio that day. So I was down the field. And, you know, I kind of saw both teams. Iowa did not have a a very good day that game offensively. Uh, Michigan kind of dominated. But Sam Laporte had a pretty good game. And you could see, even against a great Michigan defense, like he had some production in that game. But Sam Laporte, to me, is the fifth, the number five tight end in this class. And I just think he's a guy that you have to consider um, probably in the second, probably third round could be a sweet spot. You know, could Minnesota be interested? You know, they have a third-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. But could Minnesota be interested in, you know, losing Rudolph and losing Irv Smith and losing the guys that they've lost over the last couple of years? Could Minnesota be a team interested in the third round for Sam Laporta? You know, because they still want to be able to run the ball with the backs that they have, the line that they've developed, uh, and Kevin O'Connell really values tight ends. So a possible landing spot, Detroit's. You know they've lost their tight ends. They traded TJ Hawkinson. You know, maybe that's a team interested in a tight end. And, and any of these, you know, whether it's a first round pick, they've got two first round picks. Detroit's got two first round picks, two second round picks, like Kincaid, Washington, Mayer. They all fall in that range. Uh depending on how you know you know these guys come off the boards. So Detroit, I think, is looking for a tight end. They got two first round picks. Maybe they spend one on a tight end. I don't really know, but it is a rich class. I mean, we haven't really been this excited talking about tight ends in an NFL draft in a very long time. And so I think going into this draft, it's going to be interesting to see if there's a run on tight ends, if it happens early, like the Green Bay at 15, Detroit at 18, does it happen early? I don't really know right now, but it's a possibility. And if it does, does that trigger – another tight end to go and really the, 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 X factor in this whole thing like, I said, Darnell Washington is my second best tight end in this draft. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the second guy taken, but he's the most intriguing player to me because of his size. And I see a lot of teams out there that want to have a strong side run game. And what do they do? They go tackle eligible, bring the third tackle off, you know, off the sidelines into the huddle, Announce it to the referee that I'm eligible, and they play with a third tackle. And they kind of, you know, it. it, it sometimes you have to do it because you got to block the strong side to run to run the ball. But you're also telling the defense, we're running the ball. We're, we're, we're out here with a third tackle because we want to run the ball. Well, with Darnell Washington, you know, a true why and his size, you don't know. You keep this, the defense guessing whether you're going to run it or throw it when you have a guy like that on the field. Michael Mayer as well, too. Both those guys fit that mold. So, anyways, that's that's the uh the draft class, I, as, as I see it, the top five with Dalton Kincaid being my number one tight end. And I really believe talking to you know certain coaches and general managers around the league and draft experts, that Dalton Kincaid will be that first tight end taken in this draft. All right, that's my top five tight ends, and I'm sticking to it. It's a very good class. But I also want to remind you that. On April 27th, Thursday night, starting at 7 o'clock, Jason Lock and four and myself. You want to know where I'm going to be in the draft night? I'm going to be right here on the free Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports Channel talking about the NFL draft with Jason Lock and four. And we're going to be hitting our podcast on Odyssey throughout, talking about the draft picks, uh, the trades, the excitement. We're going to bring it to you starting at 7 o'clock, Thursday night, April 27th, draft night. I'm going to be here with Jason Lock and four. I hope you can join us on the free Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports Channel.